Just in and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Dollar Villa, welcome to the library with Telenico. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, happy to be here, man. Thanks for having me. All right, so let's see. You, it's your 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 bio is crazy, <laughs> and in, in, a, in a in a in a good sense. I mean, you you know, you've studied music and dance in uh, Northwark, VA, right? And then you moved to New York City for acting. And and but I talked to you because these 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 three singles, you know, you've you've released that aren't. You know, are, are, are you know hip hop essentially hip hop yes. singles, right? Um, so let's start from the beginning. What what drew you to to uh. dance? Uh, what drew you to acting? And then where does the rapping part come into play in all of this? Great questions. Um, okay, so when I was younger, I've always been you know a bit of a performer. My grandmother would always call me Jim Carrey and stuff. Uh, and, uh, you can see the similarities in my work, uh, on camera <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> right, right. And, um, I was a musician, you know, I started off as a musician playing the tenor saxophone for the middle and high school bands. And I just loved it. And my sisters were dancers and, you know, I was a hip hop dancer. I listened to a lot of rap music growing up and I was influenced by that culture. And I just loved, um, Eminem and Jay-Z and Nas and Linkin Park was a big thing because they mixed the rock with the rap. And I thought Mike Shinoda was the coolest thing, you know. And then nice. as I got older, I found Immortal Technique and all that stuff that was a little darker. But, you know, at that time, Linkin Park was the biggest thing for me. And I started as a, you know, hip-hop dancer, and that's what led me out of playing the saxophone into being more involved in dance and I said, you know, I'll never do ballet. I'll never do ballet. I'll never do ballet. Took a ballet class and I was like, this isn't half bad. You know, and I was like, and I got really good at it. <laughs> I got really good. And then, um, you know, I got to uh, dance with uh, Nashville Ballet's first company and a couple productions. I was nice. with their wow. second company for two years. But while I was with their second company, I got to perform with the main company. Uh, one one time in particular as a soloist um, in Cinderella. And I really loved what I did. I thought I was going to be a ballet dancer for the rest of my life. And while all this was happening, I was still heavily influenced by hip hop. I was still, all I would listen to was hip hop, gangster rap, Ice Cube, uh, uh, NWA, um, 
Kanye West. Uh, but then I have an eclectic sense, you know, because I've also would mix in the classical and things like, you know, black violin, what they would do. They would mix classical and and uh, hip hop. That was really cool. And, yeah, right. Show. And then I literally went around the country trying to find my place in a dance company. And it was through an injury in Chicago where I was performing as a principal with this company, Elements Contemporary Ballet. And I said, man, what do I do? I'm injured. What do I do? And it was a simple sprained ankle, but I just couldn't accept the contract from this company that had offered me the contract, this other company that offered me the contract. Mm. So I hopped on Craigslist and I said, screw it. I'll act. So I started acting. <laughs> I got with this dinner theater show and I just started winging it, man. And then that led to my first movie in, in Chicago and someone scouting me from an agency. And then I got scouted by a manager in New York and he said, hey, do you have any plans of moving here? And I said, yes, because I was always meant to be in New York. It's either New York or L.A. I was always meant there. But, you know, I had to go, you know, try different areas to finally find where I'm meant to be. So I moved to New York and I started pursuing acting full time. And as a result of COVID, you know, all the while writing rhymes, you know, a lot of these rhymes from these mm -hmm. songs are rhymes that I've written in the past that are just on my computer that I would just pull up beats and me and my friends would have these little rap battles and stuff, you know, as a, as a, when I was a kid, I would like rap and stuff with, with my friends. And then COVID presented itself uh, because I do audition for luckily voiceovers as well. So that was still keeping me busy during this pandemic. So a lot of on camera work fell through and I lost, I lost some, some work. So I said, man, you know what? I've been sitting on these raps for so long. Why don't I just start putting them out there? And I did. And as a result of me putting it out there, uh, it's attracted different avenues. It's opened up my, um, it's opened up my sphere of influence. You know, that just goes to show if you have an idea, just put it out there. So the way I transitioned through all these art things was, uh, partly out of desperation and I had to do it and partly out of, Hey, I'm going to find some way to keep moving forward no matter what. Obviously, a, a lot to a lot to unpack there, right? Uh, but but just take me back, take me back to um, you know, you're, you're some uh, so far, uh, so far, Virginia. What what growing up? What I guess what was or what is I guess the the, the hip hop scene like? And I mean, was it? I mean, as at a time, was it more accept? You know, was it acceptable? Did you have to sneak? You know, do to to do rap battles with your friends. Um, no, like? I mean it wasn't. Uh, I grew up in Suffolk, Virginia, so it wasn't it wasn't that racist. You know, luckily, uh, I had I had a primarily I had a lot of black friends, and uh, I got along with them. And I just I just preferred hanging out with them, you know. And that's where I saw the sort of culture. But for the most part, I grew up in suburban kind of neighborhoods. You know, it was kind of a melting pot. If you will. So there wasn't really like a, a secret scene that I had to, you know, sneak out and stuff. The dance thing was not cool with my dad because I come from a very conservative Christian family. And, you know, he, he's a bit of a homophobic person. So, you know, when I searched got into dance, he, he didn't like that very much. Ballet dance, particularly? Oh, no. Ba he loved hip hop. Ballet was the thing. Ballet was a thing where he was like, Ehh. but then I got really good at it and I got popular and then he would, and then he was proud of me. So I'm, I'm glad I was able to change his perspective. You know, he's just from another time. You know, we keep evolving as a society as time goes on and people start becoming more and more accepting because the norms start changing. He was just from a different time. 
You know, you, you mentioned you, st- you started off pretty much as a hip hop dancer, and you moved into uh, this another dance form. How 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 were you able to use uh, hip hop dancing to kind of uh, you know learn or impact uh, ballet dancing going forward? Well, I'm glad that when I really got into hip hop, I got trained in ballet. I guess the hip-hop mm. element helped me transition from classical ballet to contemporary ballet, which is a little more street. Uh, it's the street version of ballet, contemporary ballet. Um, but I would have to say that I'm really happy that I got some technique classically trained that strengthened my hip-hop because classical ballet is the foundation of all dance. I mean, if you want to get good at other forms of dance, I would recommend taking ballet because of the structure. You know, it's interesting. You're, you're, you're you, you kind of, you, you, you get to go to the school, right, for, mm-hmm. for dance, uh, governor's school for the arts. And so you have that, like, you have that right there. You're, you're already quote unquote co-signed <laughs> to be, you know, like, all right, you're good, you're, you're good enough to be a ballet dancer. That's great. <laughs> who, and, and, you know, and, and it's legit. How, who, when did you know? Because you know we're we're talking. We're going to talk about these th- these three tracks that you released, uh, and then more music to come. Uh, who was that? When did you when did you get that? Who, who was that co-sign in terms of like, hey, I, hey, I'm writing lyrics. I'm going to share them with this person. Oh, you have something here. Uh, we should pursue it more. I mean, was it was it your own co-sign or was there like that one person that you would always kind of ball? bounce things I off of that it would have to be a mix you know right before covid i was in a boy band actually and paul anthony was the manager of the boy band um and that he was the kind of one that you know i had these ideas and these raps and stuff that kind of saw something to me and then i was like wait a minute i can i can write you know, and then I started pulling out all the mm-hmm. stuff that I've already written. So that validation kind of helped me come forward and put my music out. And then this whole thing is a confidence game. You know, if you have the confidence to do something, no matter what other people say, they can, your confidence is undeniable. So it was a mix, but definitely he was a force that helped uh, co-sign that sort of uh, skill. You just talked about Paul Anthony from the legendary hip hop uh, and RB group Full Force, and you know you 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 read up on Full Force and you realize they are just so you know they've had their hands mm-hmm. in everything, <laughs> and every artist that you think you like every there's a good chance you 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 hear an artist and you're like, of course Full Force of course. produced them, of course, uh, of course. Um, so what was so you know and, and he produced your uh, your uh, your bringing a track. Uh, what what Prior, prior to prior to being part of this uh, boy band, but also prior to him producing your your track, how much did you know about Paul Anthony and kind of what you know? What, 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 yeah, like when you're meeting him, were you like, "Oh shit, this is a guy from Full Force," or was it just kind of like a meeting, like, "Hey, this is this guy Paul I Anthony"? I had no idea who he was. <laughs> um, basically, nice. uh, and you know what? It it, it kind of works better for me that way when I'm working with you know. I just if I work on movies or a set, it's kind of better if I don't know people's resumes because I'm much more chill and mm-hmm. relaxed. Otherwise, I'll fan I'll fanboy out if I really dig them. <laughs> Uh, I just knew him as someone who worked with the Backstreet Boys in NSYNC, so I thought that was really cool. So, so when, so as you as you got to work, I imagine more closely with Paul Anthony, uh, and you kind of learned, you know, his resume. Um, what kind of stood out to you the most about him, and kind of, you know, working as a 
uh, producer first, working with him as him being your producer for a track, uh, what impressed you the most about his kind of like you know work at worth ethic and what did I, you learn from that? I'm pretty sure the guy's a musical genius, and I don't toss hmm. around that word lightly. Um, he knows his stuff when it comes to music. He is surgical with it. He is surgical with it, and he opens so many levels for me uh, in rap of you know different voices and different tonalities that I can fit into one line while telling the story of the song. I mean, he's mm. he's really his ear too is just yeah he's 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 better than the music teachers that I saw at the Governor's School for the Arts. Uh, yeah, he's oh, better wow. than them. When this track came together, uh, I mean, how did you? Who was it? A track you mentioned? You, you've you've had these rhymes written. Was this one of the tracks that were already written? So I had the first verse, "Diamond Rings, Gold Chains." I had that verse written. It was going to be a boy band song because Paul had this idea that you know three of us within the group we were a group, but then we'd have individual songs where we would collaborate with artists, etc. And him and I were working on a track. And it had a different beat, and I wrote that first verse, and he thought it was one of the smoothest verses I had written up till you know that point in time at the boy band. And after the boy band fell apart, I came back to him. I tracked him down, and I said, Paul, hey, bro, we got to do something with that song because I started putting out Conspiracy mm. and Demon Killer. I said, listen, I want a collaboration with you. And he said, okay, do you want to do some comedy? Because he knows I have an alter rap ego called Tucci Badaducci. We'll get to that. <laughs> uh, and, and I mean, you know, if Eminem can have Slim Shady, you know, why can't I have a, a comedic, uh, you know, Aaron, there's Dalla Villa and there's Tucci Badaducci. <laughs> You're right, right? Nice. Um, and it's good yeah, when you know the name warrants uh, laughter, and, and that's exactly what I want, and that's why it stuck. But uh, so I, I came to Paul and I said, listen, we got to do this track, man, please. And then he said, all right, show me what you got. And I said, we got to change the beat. So he changed the beat to that dope beat. And then I wrote the second verse, and everything else was already laid down from our previous session during the boy band. Like, like all the everything but the second verse was laid in with Anwar there, Anwar Barry in the track as well. And I said, okay. And then I recorded a new outro, and um, that was that. It was done. Does he? I mean, with with writing, is that something that he is hands on with as well? I mean, is he was you know you talk about it's, you know you get some executive producers or producers who. Uh, you know, here they won't. Uh, they don't. They don't write it for you, but they say, "Hey, I, li I like what you're doing with that." But it's not really landing as much as you think it is. Maybe you know, changed up a different way. Was that something that he was uh, so, doing as well? Yes, it was a collaboration thing. He never approached. Well, there was a few instances where he would write something um, after the second verse and and be like, "Hey, I want you to spit this chocolate of vanilla. You can scoop by Della Villa. I'm a hundred dollar Billy. Billy Jean, I got your thriller." I want you to spit that, Aaron. I said, great, let's do it. So he'll come to the, st the to the studio and be like, can you spit this? But And a lot of the times I'll come to the studio with stuff I've written and been like, hey, how does this work? And then he'll be like, if there needs to be tweaks, he'll be like, can you change this word to that? Can you put this part first? That sort of thing. So it is truly a collaboration, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, you, you mentioned two other tracks, uh, Demon Killer oh, and Conspiracy. Yeah. Uh you know, you said that you know you said that the track is inspired by Eminem. Um, first, why Eminem, and how how do you feel he kind of inspired oh, well, this track? Oh well, the beat I had the beat cut and modeled after Mockingbird. 
You know, I literally nice. said oh, to nice. the thing, I said, because I spit conspiracy on Mockingbird. So here's what I would do. I would take famous beats and write lyrics to it, but I wouldn't be able to put it out there. Or I was nervous to put it out there. I could have put it out on SoundCloud, whatever and stuff. But I was afraid and I was nervous and scared of what people would say and laugh at me and stuff. So I just held on to this stuff for a long time. And I'm not doing that anymore, you know. Because I want to nice. put this out there. And, you know, if you don't like the music, you don't have to listen to it. So, you know, but <laughs> so anyway, so Eminem was one of the biggest influences growing up. I thought he was just in a whole nother world. I think he's a whole nother world as rapper. Uh, he's in a whole nother category. And um, I, I wrote the song to Mockingbird and I said, listen, I want to keep this. I want to put it out there. I went to this producer. I said, hey, I want you to cut this beat and model it after this. And he said, all right, I'll make it happen. So we made the necessary changes that we needed to change so it wouldn't sound the same and it wouldn't be the same. And then I was able to flow on it and I just laid it down. I laid it down and I've been sitting on that for years, man. And I'm finally happy that I laid it down. And you know, I learned a lot from that song too because there are some people that say, oh man, this is a hit. There are some people that say you should be more umph in the first two verses. And that, you know, everyone's going to have their own opinion. But what I wanted it, I wanted it to be cool and laid back in the beginning because I'm really talking about intellectual stuff, but in a manner that's really right. chill, you know. And then the third verse, which is a flip the music cuts and he's literally like wake up dude we need to make something happen and that's what I'm actually about the third verse because the, the last 16 seconds of the track the complete the, the, the track it, uh, completely yes. drops out right the beat does and then it's just you spitting right. acapella uh, what's the the reasoning behind that what's the importance of these particular lyrics that makes you say hey I just want people to hear my voice on this and not not distracted not being the right word but not being I guess not being distracted by the, the right. beat behind me in today's society I would argue that most of the time people just listen for a dope beat they're not listening to the lyrics anymore I hope that we can get back to – and this comes up all the time in hip-hop. I hope we can get back to a time where the lyrics meant something rather than talking about drugs, money, and – you know what I mean? Uh, and don't get me wrong. Com Bring It was a commercial track. I wrote it with commercial mentality in mind, you know. but then I have stuff that I spit that's completely the opposite. So I literally said the beat drops out and I'm like, dude – it's time to be a light in this planet of dark thugs. Show the good side of the force that contains pure love, the ultimate drug. Wake up, dude. You know? Salva salvation starts with you. Go forth and do what you were destined to. You know? It's like it tells people, listen, if you've been following me this whole time, how I was talking about individualism is fear-driven in the beginning, then you would know by the end that, dude, you got to go out there and make something happen and change. Because we're up against this this conspiracy. We're up against this conspiracy that that doesn't want us to to be happy. So. Right. Before you talk about the other track, uh, what is so? How do you with a track like conspiracy, and then you go back to acting? How much of that kind of your your how much of your art your lyrics that are 
you know, you hold true, do you take into your roles that you pick or, or act, you know, acting jobs that you have? Um, I mean, is there anything like, I won't do this because, you know, bah, or, I mean, what, what, how, how does the, you know, your, what does the, I guess this is a later question, but what is the art for, what does the hip hop art form allow you to convey that um, acting or ballet would not? That's a great question. What does hip hop allow me? Well, I guess in hip hop, I write these lyrics. In, in ballet, um, most of the time you're doing the work of some other choreographer or in acting, you're doing the work of someone else's script, right? And, and in hip hop, if I'm making this song, I wrote these lyrics. These are fully my lyrics. So I guess that's, I guess that's the difference. Oh, what was happening at the time when, um, for you, or what were you seeing when you started writing oh, Conspiracy? Uh, and, the and, Division, this stupid... I, this was back... I was almost going to release it when uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton were running against each other. And literally, I just saw this stupid division between people over these two candidates who literally went to each other's weddings. You know, it's like, guys, it's a two-party system. They lean on each other. The American people are getting screwed and divided. As a result, and you're going to buy into the hype. You're going to buy into the media. And look well, look what happened. The situation only escalated from four years ago. So I knew I had to put it out when Black Lives Matter, when that whole situation came out. I knew I had to put the song out. It was time. Uh, so what happened? So with that song, I mean, with the, uh, you know, currently um, the Biden has been, you know, declared election, uh, president, president elect, and Trump is obviously fighting it, and probably um, I imagine is going to lose that fight. But um, what does it mean for you? Like, wh- what's the relevance of how has the relevance of conspiracy changed with a new, I guess, a new president? I love to see people united. I love to see people in New York happy and united, and not fighting and not rioting, etc. But that being said, this new leader who comes in needs to hold true on the things he said he's going to do because his track record and her track record do not uh, show that. You know, so I don't want them to get involved and just appease everyone and be establishment politicians. They actually have to do the things that they said they were going to do. But actions speak louder than words. And this is why I say, listen, we're fighting the same enemies. If the people would stop believing that the president's going to change their life, maybe we'd be more empowered to think that, hey, we change our own lives and not not be some scapegoat that's like, oh, I'm giving you all the power. Great. Everything's great now. That's just a false sense of security. Right. And you have to hope that – you know the 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 people who are, you know, if you're blaming Trump, the people that were complicit in Trump's agenda need to be held accountable 100%. as well. One hundred percent, and both parties need to be held accountable. And also, we agreed, also have agreed, to yes. evaluate the bias of where we're hearing our information from. Everyone has a bias, and everything's become political these days. We have to acknowledge that. 
uh, as opposed to be uh, sheeped into any one train of thought, into one mob mentality. That's dangerous. That group thing can be dangerous, and that can split us apart. Hmm. What is it about, I mean, how are you able to... I hope this sounds right. Openly speak out, you know, openly speak your politics without, I guess, fear that it would jeopardize any other of your art forms that you that you 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 pursue, like acting. Um, You have to speak your politics in a way that it's not combative. It's unifying. So you have to be very careful not to uh, offend other people uh, with the way you believe in things because you have people following you when you're in the public eye. And you have to be careful with your words, and you ha- but you have to give a message that's unifying and positive. You know, that's why I, I believe in the unity of the parties. You know, I, I think it would be great if we had a potential third party that was in the middle of all this polarization and it was the people's party, you know, and the people really cared about each other as opposed to becoming divided over these two guys, which honestly, they both kind of suck, man. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> Yeah. Good point. Good point. Uh, um, uh, you know, obviously, we could talk about the, uh, the, 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 obviously, the problem with the United U.S. political system all day. Uh, but I, I want to turn to the, the, you know, demon killer. Um, it's the, it's, it's the inspiration. You know, you, you list Kanye West, MF Doom, and Nas as like the inspiration of this track. Uh, obviously, all, all incredible artists in their own right. Uh, how? How how has each of these artists not just inspired this track, but how what what do you take from each from a Kanye, from MF Doom, from Nas, and how do you you put that into your your art performances? Nas is um his his wordplay. Well, I'd say Nas is Nas's wordplay, and you see him going in one direction, all of a sudden he switches it. MF Doom's flow. It's just so cold. You know what I mean? It's just so cold and out of the box. And then Kanye West producing and with the vocal vocalization and the layering of his tracks. And, you know, I grew up listening to 808s and Heartbeat. I would dance to that in my room. And then when I got older, I, it was my beautiful dark twist of fantasy all day. You know, I can feel his pain. and But I think him as a producer... Uh, that's where he really inspires me because when I'll hear a beat like Demon Killer, for example, the beat was like, oh, that's a Kanye West track. Give me that. I copped that. And then I started listening more to MF Doom. And, but I like, uh, like originally it was going to be, um, uh, I'm conscious with quick breaths, house with left reps, crep west be kept, punctured the bass clef, a quick death. You know, originally it was going to be that, but that wasn't fitting the track for some reason. Like I'd, I'd, I'd done it a million times when I put it out there and I was like, this doesn't work. So I went back to the booth mm. and recorded like another 50 times because the second and third verse was locked in. And then I was like, I just exhaled. I was like, conscious with quick breaths, house with left reps. And I was like, whoa. That was it. And it just came out. 
And you know what's crazy is that people will give me a hard time over, you know, there's a vocalization I have in Demon Killer and there's a higher register that I go into. And then in Bring It, I'm in this lower register and people have been like, you should stay in that lower register. But you know what, man? I like that higher register. I think that's dope, dude. You know what? And the bottom line, man, I don't care what they say. I'm going to make what I want to make. So, but yeah, those were my main three influences for Demon Killer. I love Demon Killer, man. I think it's just a fun track. It's energetic. It's positive. It's got a positive message, you know? Yeah, can you actually talk more about that beat? Because I think that beat is sick. That beat is uh, so mean, dope, it's, bro. Yeah, it's, it's so dope. I mean, uh, we, and I've got a part two, Demon Killer. I don't know if I want to call it Demon Killer Part Two, but I got this dope track where the this is from a Russian producer that I found on BeatStars, or I found him on Instagram or BeatStars, and I literally have bought several of his beats, and I'm literally like, dude, give me this beat, give me this beat, because, and it's like, dun, 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 dun. and I was like, ah, oh, da la villa, hey, beat, dun, dun, Demon Killer. And I was like, yo, this is so dope. So I found the beat, and I would basically just plug and play with the lyrics because I had this catalog of lyrics that I had written. And the third verse was actually, um, you know, which is about my sobriety, where it goes, you know, if you're playing with my team, you know what it means. I keep it clean, stay away from people, places, and things, together, tethered, feathered. You know, like I, I originally got that. I had that beat for, I mean, I had that song about my sobriety originally rapped to Terror Squads by uh, Lean Back. <laughs> so it's hilarious how you would never know that it would fit. So I have all these lyrics and I was like, well, let's plug and play. Let's try to find it. So I had to do some tweaks and stuff to find it. And then the second verse, I believe I had half written and I needed to find the first part, you know? And I thought it was really cool, you know what I mean? Like, like, um, uh, like, uh, um, uh, I, 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 I like my coffee creamed. If Martin had a dream, I'll lead a revolution, a noun without a scheme. So I'm gonna keep my mind clean from a world statutory that's always trying to whore me. You know, like I was like, I like the wordplay on that one. So, so I was like, okay, let's plug and play this. And the first verse was was written definitely after hearing MF Doom's flow and then flipped on its side because it wasn't working and it turned sort of into a Limp Biscuit kind of attack, you know, because I grew up listening to Limp Biscuit as well, you know? And they they were a dope group that mixed rap, rap and hip hop, uh, rap and rock, so. I mean, I, I, you talk about your flow, I mean, I mean that's the thing, like, uh, and, you know, Bring It, Conspiracy, and Demon Killer are obviously three different tracks because they're three right. different names but also uh, <laughs> flo- no 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 they're conspiracy one two. <laughs> <laughs> but they're also like you your flow is completely different on all three of them uh yes. i mean you could you could easily tell me that you could easily put different artists name on each of them I'm like oh yeah and i could be like yeah that makes sense they're totally different you know three different people what is that conscious i mean you, you you talked a little bit about it but what is that kind of that conscious decision to make sure that you don't sound the same on every track and I'm, it, honestly no I, i'm not going to hold you to it in the future that you you know i'm not going to say hey man you sound the same no but like yeah what <laughs> hey man you got to sound the same on every exactly. track <laughs> <laughs> um i think for me uh 
it was having these ideas. It's it's the beat. For me, it's mainly the beat. I'll write lyrics in my mind, and I won't. They won't come to life until I hear the beat. And then so I craft around the beat, and that's probably why my flow is different. And I and I think that's kind of exciting, you know, because if I sound the same in every song, it's obvious, and it's like, oh, we already heard this song, you know. Because that tells that may tell audiences that I may come out of nowhere and come through with a rock track that has rap on it, you know, just because I feel like it. So I always want to keep people on their toes. And that's also me sort of experimenting with the flow. I know for sure that if you want to talk about, you know, Tucci Badaducci, he has a specific flow. Like he has a specific flow. The lyrics are more dumbed down, uh, and it, then and they're funny at the same time, you know, because of the content he's rapping about. But Della Villa, I'm really inspired by the beat, and literally, if the beat is leaning me into this direction, I'm gonna lean into that direction. Talk about you mentioned. Talk about Tucci Bonaduce. What did when did this kind of I guess quote unquote character come into uh, play, and why 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 have a, a, I guess, a, you know, a persona? So Tucci Badaducci might have been born out of the fact that I wanted to rap but was unafraid to do it, was afraid to do it, and didn't think people took me seriously. Uh, I was in Atlantic acting school. We were in one class and we were just bored with my friend. And I was like, you know, it would be kind of funny, you know, Tucci, Stanley Tucci, Tucci, Tucci Badaducci. And then my friend laughed next to me. I'm not – don't quote me if that's how it actually happened, but I think it really did just come out of thin air. And he's like, that's a funny name, Tucci Badaducci. <laughs> and then we just started talking about it. I was like, yeah, what if he's this rapper from Long Island City, Queens, and he wears a Jesus piece, and you know, he's not that good, but he thinks he's great, <laughs> and he has a manager called Vinny Vitadici, who's like the worst manager in the world who he pays 35% to. <laughs> And this idea just sort of developed, and I was I made an Instagram for him, and then I combined the Instagram to Dalla Villas, and I just put everything under one roof. And then I started putting songs out like um, a Warm Tub, uh, Chew the Fuck Is This, uh, Two Solutions, just stupid stuff just to see how people would respond, and they loved it. And I was like, oh, we really have something here. And then I got his character. I played one of his character for an audition for a Comedy Central sketch. They ended up casting me. So I brought that character, and you can see it. It's a Comedy Central sketch uh, with Johanna Hosman, uh, where I dress as Tucci Badaducci. And Well, they don't know that, but I know that. <laughs> nice. and, and I was like, huh. So what I did was I got with a production company here in New York before COVID, and I literally said, you know what? Rather than doing all these small individual skits for Tucci Badaducci, why don't we just shoot an eight-episode web series of this character? And they said, let's do it. So I have a full eight-episode short-form web series now on YouTube, which is called Tucci and Jones, and it features some of his music. You get to know who he is and that kind of stuff. And now what I'm doing with the character is all those songs that I wrote for him in the past – I'm redoing those songs, remastering them so they're super dope because I didn't I didn't like the work um I'm the person who last mixed and mastered it, you know, it wasn't it could thump bigger, mm. you know what I mean? I want them to be really dope. If they're corny songs, I still want them to be dope and hit hard, you know what I mean? Uh so 
so uh, I'm putting together an EP for that character simultaneously while working on an EP for Della Villa. So that is going to be my next move in chart in in terms of Tucci Badaducci. And my friend is even like I didn't even know what meme rap was. <laughs> Like, but apparently, meme rap has like a huge following, and it's these stupid songs. And I like to think my songs aren't as stupid as that. But still, he was like, "Dude, Tucci Badaducci could be a meme rapper," and I was like, "Huh? You know what? That's not a bad idea. People love that stupid shit. <laughs> they they really do because you know, like, well, what are we faced with right now?" We got all this election crap and all this other stuff. People want to laugh, you know? Let's bring something funny to them. Everything doesn't have to be so freaking serious, you know? Right. Is there a, uh, I mean, do you have a goal for. Uh, Is there an end game? An end, end game. Well, end game for, 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 for Tucci Bonaducci, but also end the game for Dalla Villa. And if one, if one surpasses the other, would you retire one um if once well my end game with dalla villa is to be recognized by a label and you know do some shows that kind of thing you know in conjunction with my acting as they're feeding each other and just continue to put out good music and collaborate with great artists um and i do it i really do the music thing because i enjoy it you know i try not to put so much pressure on myself to become a thing same with acting you know i have goals and stuff but if if i if i put so much pressure on myself to become this a-list hollywood movie star i'm gonna put so much pressure on myself for every audition and think it's the most serious thing in the world when you're supposed to enjoy this you know and with Tucci Badaducci, <laughs> if my end game with Tucci would be, be great to have it i would like Tucci to have his own tv show on comedy central so nice now I'm just battling with um, when to – should I pitch Comedy Central or not with the series and deciding on that. Um, but yeah, so if one overtook the other, would I lean into that more? Most likely because that would probably be taking up most of my time. But be- before that, would, uh, would, would Villa and Tucci do a collaboration album together? You know, I thought about that. Oh, like a versus battle. Come on. <laughs> I thought, of, you know, because what I wanted to do, if Tucci and Jones went to season two, I wanted to introduce Dalla Villa into the show. And Tucci would meet Dalla Villa, and Dalla Villa would be this, like, super serious, like, like super serious type figure who only talks political rap (laughs) (laughs) like who like only talks like you know like like really ethereal political lyricist you know what i mean and then tucci's like uh i don't know if this really is gonna work man (laughs) (laughs) and and, and, but but his manager vinnie vidici's like yo you gotta meet this della villa kid man he's kind of a loner you know he's kind of by himself in his apartment all day and stuff he's kind of a weirdo maybe a little crazy but he's got the lyrics. He's got the lyrics. So I want. I would want to play Dalla Villa as like it, like it, those interviews with Eminem. He comes off as a total weirdo. Yeah. I would model Dalla Villa's character after Eminem, basically the way he behaves. That'd be hilarious. That's funny. It's hilarious, that's funny. right? Yeah, no, that's great. And um, so, and also, it's a way for us to make fun of different rap styles as well. We do that in uh, in the show as well. Mm. Uh, 
we, we joke at the industry as well. Um, but the uh, I'm sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, was there be any uh, could could those two ever? Uh, oh, collaborate. Yeah. You know what? I have this song that I'm sitting on right now. Um, and you know what's funny is that ever since I started putting out this music, oh, so um, I've done, I have three movies in post production. And if it weren't for Tucci Badaducci, I wouldn't have been asked to write lyrics for two of the songs in one of the movies I have coming out mm. because I wouldn't have had that skill. You know, right. or 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 you know, had that skill out in the open. Uh, well, I play in the movie. I play a guy who mixes jazz music and rap music, and his name is Tiny Hammer. And in my mind, he's basically Tucci Badaducci after he makes it. <laughs> nice. You know, so he's like this Justin Bieber made it kind of like two hundred million dollar kid. And I wrote two lyric, two two songs for the character, and they literally were like, "Oh my god, we have to use this for the movie." So now I have two songs that I can put on my Spotify as soon as the movie comes out. And now, because of COVID, I put these three songs out. So these other two movies that I'm attached to came to me and were like, "Hey, do you want to write a song for the movie? We'll shoot the music video for it." Wow! So I have one m- m- song. Which is based on my character, Nolan Parthmore, who's like a nerd geek type who plays Dungeons and Dragons kind of game. And we're going to shoot a music video for side promo for the movie. And then I have another, which is a documentary about me, where I wrote a song specifically with Tucci Badaducci in mind. But my, my friends liked it so much that he said, can you change the lyrics? I'll shoot the music video and we'll put it in the movie. So if it wasn't for me putting it out there... This probably wouldn't have happened, and that's exciting because now I'm starting to see the merging of these two crafts uh, come together. But would there ever be a collaboration? Um, I had the song that, in my mind, it's I have a version for the documentary, which is Dalla Villa. Then I have a version for Tucci Badaducci. So I thought about combining them into one, but in a way already. Uh, the, the one for, oh shit. Oh man, you just, you just made me realize something. I could totally use the one for the documentary and make it a Dalla Villa featuring Tucci Badaducci because of the way the chorus is right now and the way it sounds. Oh, dope. And I could drop Tucci Badaducci singing the chorus. Yes! Yes! That's exactly what I'm going to do. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Done. <laughs> that is exactly what I'm do. Thank you. I'm literally gonna put make Tucci Badaducci the chorus for the song. And the song's done. It's mastered already. Like I have I have it. And I'm just sitting on it, but I can't release it till the movie comes out, so it's gonna be for like a year or whatever. How long it takes, or else people are gonna be like, wait, what is this song? Why is it whatever? Because nice. it's 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 its own thing. I trust, trust me, it's its own thing. It's also got a Beastie Boys vibe to it as well. And Tucci, I'm going to put him in the music video on the chorus dress. I'm not going to say to in the music video who that he's Tucci, but people who follow me should they will know. I'm going to plant that seed. That's a good idea, bro. Nice. And that's why that's why I don't have separate Spotify's. I don't have a Dalla Villa Spotify. I don't have a Tucci Spotify. I'll put it all under one roof. Dalla Villa. It's Dalla Villa who plays these two characters. So, and also in essence, when I release the song on Spotify, 
I don't have to say featuring Tucci Badaducci. I can say from the motion picture, blah, blah, blah. And in the music video, show Tucci Badaducci doing the rap. Oh, so. Chorus. Revelations, bro. Thank you, Tim. You're welcome. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. Just I love to, it, man. <laughs> um, you, you mentioned you, you, so the so the so like the benefit of COVID, right? Is you've been able to release these tracks, and um, so what 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 happens then? Hopefully, when so one day we're able to, you know travels freely and and you know tour schedules open up i mean is this something that you're going to pursue as well in terms of the tour life that would you know what that would be fun uh i literally uh, here's what i don't want to happen is that um and here's a here's the issue is that my, my energy is already being split from i get a lot of auditions you know for on camera and voiceover and stuff right. and it's getting into the energy that i would spend writing music so there's a balancing act, but if the music stuff takes off and gets more press, I will definitely for a hundred percent pursue doing some sort of tours. Because how cool would that be to be able to perform both Dalla Villa and Tucci Badaducci tracks for a live audience? Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do that. So yes, I actually was going to perform Tucci Badaducci at Dear Summerfest. Last year before COVID, uh, sh- this year before COVID shut it down in August. So I was, I was on track to, and I said, Hey, I sent him a Tucci song. Hey, man, can you get me in? He said, Oh my God, absolutely. <laughs> nice. So, so I'm so down to do that when, it, when we're all back. I, I love, I love being on stage, man. And I've got this larger than life energy when I'm on stage, man. Well, and normal, you know, sometimes I'm a little much for people. But, <laughs> hey, man, maybe they need to, you know, shine their brights, lights a little brighter. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, on stage, though, it's a whole nother level. It's a whole nother level. I love that feeling of being on stage. It's just electric. Uh, you know, lastly, we have uh, Bring It, we have Conspiracy, we have Demon Color all out. Uh, mm-hmm. What's, when can we expect? I guess another 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 record from you, uh, and what can we expect about from this record? Okay, so I have two songs from that movie, all those small things, Tiny Hammer that can't come out to the movie comes out, so that's going to be a year. Then I have my Bird Boy song from the documentary um, that won't be out because of a year. Um, oh, but should I put that on the EP? No, no, I shouldn't. Um, then I have another track for Alpha Rift, my other movie, but that won't come out for a year. But what I'm working on right now is the EP for Dalla Villa, the first EP. So I'm going to use the first three songs, Conspiracy, Demon Killer, and Bring It, and put that as part of the EP. So I got to write two or three more songs. Maybe I'll do five songs and have a bonus, bonus record. I'm sitting on the beats already. Uh, one's another collaboration with another uh, well-known artist along the way. And then besides that, I have the five Tucci songs that I've already written, etc., which are going to be for his EP, It's All Gucci. <laughs> it's either going to be It's All Gucci or Keep It Gucci All The Time. Nice. Uh, what do you feel? You, it's All I Gucci like, or I, Keep It Gucci? All I like It's All Gucci. It's All Gucci, yeah. yeah. But Gucci is spelled G-U-U-C-H-I because of copyright. Right, nice. That's funny. <laughs> so so, and so, that's going to be Tucci's EP. It's like five songs. And then I'm Dalla Villa's EP. So basically that's going to cover me. That should cover me for the next year until um, until those movies come out and then I can start dropping those. And while, you know, after those are done, I could probably start working on something else. 
But yeah, that's my main plan. So my main plan right now, besides working on those, is Bring It and making sure that Bring It just continues. We just surpassed 85,000 streams on Spotify. Just continue to – I got word that we're now playing on radio in Africa. So, so nice. that's 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 dope. Yeah. And now I'm getting press and stuff uh, for and interviews for Bring It. So that's really cool. So my job is just to keep the momentum going. And um, I have someone tell me that I need to drop an EP by January. I need to drop. So so in uh, I'm literally hoping that I don't want to say this if it happens, but. Um, if acting slows down, mm. which it has not, it has been nonstop. I will have more time to write the music because I don't want to just write some BS. You no. know, I really try to put the thought in and craft it. You know, depending on what the message I want to tell with the song. He's Dalavilla, uh, dude. It's been great talking to you. Uh, dude, it's been a pleasure. Man. Your tra- the tracks are great. Uh, I appreciate that. Like I said, I appreciate that every one of them sounds different, not just be. What's your favorite track? I like Demon Killer a lot. Damn right, yeah, I knew you yeah, would, yeah, bro. That, that's like honestly, bro. Demon Killer is my best track, hands down, hands down. That shit is dope. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.